Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Sunday School by Larson Hicks on January 24th, Lord's Day Service. Okay, so in no particular order, we'll just kind of go through some thoughts on singing, and then we'll just do some singing. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my aim this morning is to kind of communicate my own perspective, I, and, and I'd say I, th- I, think, I think the rest of the leadership would agree with this, this general perspective on, on music and on singing, and, and give you guys some practical tips and tricks and suggestions and then, um, and then I'd love to sing as many songs as we can and try to try to introduce actually a lot of new stuff. So hopefully, um, we can add to our repertoire. One of the things that we've tried to, yeah, this you definitely want a, a hymnal if you don't have one. Send the kid to go get you a stack of hymnals. Um, but one of the things that we've tried to do is be is we. This is obviously a huge hymnal that has you know probably seven or eight hundred hymns in it. Um, but we, we've tried to be patient about learning new stuff and incorporating new stuff, mostly just because we want, we want to be able to sing boldly, cheerfully, um, and skillfully. And it's hard, it's hard when, when all of us are coming from different backgrounds, different churches that had different you know, songs. It's just hard to pick up a lot of new stuff. Um, and so we've tried to be a little bit more repetitive so it kind of we can drive it home. But... Um, but as we become more skilled at singing, I hope we hope to kind of pick up the pace of, of new stuff that we're learning. So, um, so first, I'll talk a little bit about how we want to sing at, at TRC. So, um, so one is loud, right? I mean that that that's something we talk a lot about. But but um, but we want to sing loudly. Um, scripture talks about this. Um, and and I'll, and I'll say, I mean, you guys saw the email that somebody sent us after worshiping with us. Um, it makes a big impression. Um, at the even at the conference, I heard over and over and over, people came up to me and said, "It was just so amazing, such a blessing to just hear all the that loud singing." Um, a lot of folks haven't been in churches with with robust singing in a long time, and it's and it, it's it's funny to me. Um, um, but but we are uh, we are built to to sing and to worship, and when we're doing it, um, it, it connects with us on a spiritual level. I mean, it's it's something that that um, that we're designed for. So it's no surprise that when people actually get to experience it for the maybe the first time or first time in a long time, they're impressed by it. So so we want to sing loudly. Um, there's a way to go overboard, absolutely, on singing loud. So, so you know, it's not yelling. You know, it's not just, you know, screaming. Um, it, it, it needs to be singing, uh, which, which is different from screaming. Um, I hope I don't have to make that, that distinction. Um, certainly, um, if you're going to err on one side or the other, I'd say err on the screaming side. I'd rather you be loud um, than, than, uh, than mumbling. Um, but, but there's certainly a way to go overboard. Um, I think a lot of the sacred harp singers, uh, people who go and partake in those will tell you sometimes that that's, 
that becomes that can become a thing like they're competing to be who's who's the loudest and it kind of gets gets a little over overboard. Let's want to sing joyfully and cheerfully, right? Um, and and one of these the way I think we address the cheerful and joyful piece is kind of it's some somewhat in song selection, but it's also in how we sing. Uh, it's it's in the tempo. I'd say tempo is probably the best way to affect that. There are certainly songs in this book that are meant to be sung slowly, that are they're meant to be more sad and dark. Um, but but by and large, I'd say most of the hymns in this in this in this hymnal are are designed to be uh, uh, sung in a in a peppy, joyful, triumphant way. Um, and I. I, I don't know why so many churches have just slowed things down. Um, maybe it's it's maybe the theory is that it's more reverent to be slow. Perhaps I'm not sure what the thinking is there, but but you take a song like "Holy, Holy, Holy," and there are a lot of which is, as far as I'm concerned, a really joyful, peppy, upbeat song. "Holy, Holy, Holy." I mean, it's like it's like a bar song almost. And it is, and, and actually, you know, there are a lot of songs in here that, that were bar songs that that Christians snagged the tune and 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 did a mashup. Um, it's a very Christian, very Protestant thing to do. Um, but but uh, they'll take a song like that and turn it into like a funeral dirge, where it's like holy, 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 and it's like. It's like what are we, you know, what are we doing? Are we are we going down into, you know? The depths of depression uh, here, or are we are we ascending into heaven with the angels and the saints to to worship God? So so definitely pace is something that we're we're always trying to trying to focus on. So something you can do in your homes when you're singing is is try to kick up the pace a little bit. Um, um, again, if you're going to err on one side, I would err on the side of singing fast um, than slow because I think it's it's a more um, it gets at more of the I think the the um, the the spirit of, of worship that we want to have, um, the tone and the the vibe. Um, the other thing is skillfully. So we want to sing skillfully. Um, so it's not enough, I don't think, for us to to settle for for singing or singing loudly. Um, but I, I think you know it, it says in scripture to sing skillfully, and I think it's something we should aspire to. We should aspire to sound good. Um, and as you improve uh, in your singing, um, you should be hitting the notes more often than not. You know, you should be, um, uh, you know, vibrato is a thing. So vibrato, like if you're playing a guitar, you know, you, you wiggle your finger, you know, when you play a note or, or on a violin. And it gives it that, that, you can't do it on a piano. That's one of the lame things about pianos. You can't do vibrato. Um, you can fake it with like a like an organ or something, like an electric organ. Um, but but you can do that with your voice. Um, and so um, there's just straight singing, ah, and then there's vibrato, ah. You kind of I, I that wasn't a very good example. Um, but you but you you use your diaphragm, um, which is something we'll talk about, to force your to 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 give your your breath. To kind of modulate it so that it it it, it comes out um, in a with with more of a a, a pleasant um, 
vibrato. Um, that's something you can go overboard on too and, and can get really distracting. And, and, and that's the, the other side of seeing skillfully. So we've all grown up with pop music. Um, you okay there, Jen? Um, I knocked him off his feet. This, this is awesome. Um, so one of the... Um, it, we've all grown up with pop music, and we've also... A lot of us grew up with, with Disney, right? And those end up being very influential in how we think singing should sound. And I'd say both are pretty terrible um, things to imitate when you're, when you're singing in worship. Um, so with pop music, you're typically... A, a pop musician is a performer who wants to bring glory to themselves, wants to bring attention to themselves, and wants to set themselves apart. They're a brand. You know, they want to have a unique, distinct sound. Um, and so you think of like someone like Bob Dylan, right? Um, nobody's got a voice like Bob Dylan, right? We can all agree to that. Um, and, and, and the same goes for, you know, most pop musicians are trying to set themselves up to where you hear their, their voice on the radio and you go, I know who that is. It's Britney Spears or that's whoever. Um, the problem with that in worship is that that's not what we're doing in worship. We're trying to join together corporately uh, and with one voice worship the Lord. And so if we've got a bunch of people who are trying to sound like Bob Dylan or Tom Petty or, you know, or, or Waylon Jennings or whatever... I mean, it's funny. You've probably seen these, 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 um, they'll do these like benefit concerts where you'll have like 15, you know, uh, country musicians or blues musicians or whatever on the stage all singing. And it usually just sounds terrible. I mean, it usually just sounds awful because it's like they're all trying to do their own thing and they're all, and it's just like this cacophony of, it's like, dis, it becomes dissonant um, more than, it, than it's pleasant because it's just like, you know, I'd love to see each of you individually because you're all cool, but together, you guys aren't, this isn't something you guys are good at. Um, so, so that's something to think about. So a couple like practical things, like I think about um, in country and also in Disney, if you, if you listen to a lot of Disney tunes, I was trying to find an example, a good example, and, and you can hear it all the time, but you get a lot of sliding into notes and sliding out of notes. So instead of hitting the note where it is um, so like a mighty fortress where you're trying to hit each of the notes it's like a mighty fortress is you kind of slide into it it's a bad example but but that's that's the kind that's something that's a that's a thing that you don't realize until you're you're paying attention that you're doing if you're if that's your only influence and you're imitating that so imitation is a really powerful tool in, in learning, um, and I'd say especially here. So one of the things, um, when you're thinking about how to sing in worship, um, imitate, uh, if you're going to imitate something, imitate more like an opera singer, um, maybe, than, than uh, a pop singer. So the reason for that is um, an opera singer actually has a really well-trained, um, they have to sing for a really long time, and they have to sing very loudly. And that, if you're singing like Bob Dylan, it'll just shred your vocal cords, just completely. If Bob Dylan didn't have a microphone right here, um, that would just shred his vocal cords, and um, he wouldn't be able to do it. Um, an opera singer is singing from a different part of their, of their so, so your, your, your head 
and your throat and your mouth and your tongue and your lips and your teeth, they're all part of this complex instrument, your diaphragm, um, which is this muscle that's underneath your lungs that's right here that you can contract and expand. Um, all of these are, are part of this complicated instrument, which is the human voice. And, and opera singers have, are dialed into using that instrument at its best. So, so again, like listen to Bob Dylan. So Bob, if I'm imitating Bob Dylan, it's going to sound something like, Oh, mighty for yeah, it's like it's like it's like all you can hear it's all in the no, in the nose. And of course, you know, pop singers want to sound unique, so they'll they'll put a little rasp on it and they'll and they'll make it really breathy so it sounds sultry or whatever. Um, all those things are bad for 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 corporate worship. Um, and, and oftentimes are bad for singing. An opera singer, you think of Almighty Fortress, like like that sounds silly. But that, again, we've, we're talking about, if you're going to err on one side, err on that side. Because when you're doing, when you're, oh my, you're, you're opening your mouth, you're, you're engaging this part of your, your diaphragm, you're getting, you're getting your voice is, is going more from your, from your chest and less from your, from your throat and your nose. So those are things to think about. Um, something a, a, a vocal coach told me once was, was, to try to sing almost like out of your head, like imagine your 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 your, and that's when when I'm imitating a a uh, an opera singer, that's kind of what I'm doing. Oh, I'm trying to kind of get it to come out here, versus versus all right here, and you can feel it too. You can feel a different um, feeling in your throat when you're singing from your throat versus when you're singing more from your head and from your your diaphragm. So. Imitate opera singers. Don't imitate Disney or or uh, or pop musicians. Um, so those are kind of some things about just how we want to sing. Um, some practical tips to add to, to these things. So posture is really important. It just helps. Um, if you're slumped over um, and and you're and you're and you're down like this, um, you're not you're not giving yourself uh, the maximum you know capacity in your lungs to be able to really. Uh, force air out. Um, you're you're um, you're cramping your 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 um, vocal cord style by bending your neck. So posture. Um, this is a simple tip, but but when you're singing, if you put this right here, you're kind of blocking the the noise from coming out. So you know, just tilt it down a little bit. You know, um, get it right here instead of right here. Um, you know, just a little tip to kind of help your singing project better. Um, talked about imitating an opera person. Um, um, so singing from, I've, I've mentioned the diaphragm thing a bunch, um, and I don't know if I've got a really good um, uh, tip for you there, other than, than if, you're not, if, you, if you're not cognizant of the diaphragm thing, um, put, you know, put your hand right here when you're singing and, and, and see if you can tighten that, that up. Um, and, and, and there's a, really what it is, it's kind of like bellows, you know, on a, on a, on a, it's like a, on a bagpipe, like the arm that's squeezing the, the, the bag, your lungs are basically bags of air and the diaphragm can kind of push it faster or slower. And that helps you just gives you more control when you're singing. Um, so, so kind of focusing on that. Um, and you don't really engage that when you're not projecting. So if you're not projecting and singing loudly and doing the kind of opera thing, 
then you really don't engage this. It's just all kind of nose and, and throat singing. Um, so, okay, so that's, that's just some kind of tips about how we're trying to sing, um, some tips about, you know, practical tips about, about singing. Um, let's talk really quick about notes. So just in, in your, in your contus, um, we'll open up to, why don't we open up to 412, um, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. And we can talk about the different notes and what they mean. So, so pitch, pitch, uh, is, is the word that, uh, to, um, define the, um, the uh, how high or low um, uh, the the sound is, um, or the frequency of the of the vibrations is technically what's going on there, um, and so higher pitch uh, is like it sounds. Uh, so you've got low and high, low high. So 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 uh, conveniently on a page of music, low is further down on the page towards the bottom of the page and high is further up. So, so I don't, I don't really read music. I can, if, if, if you force me, um, to, I can come up with the notes, but it's, but that's not a part of my brain that's engaged when I'm singing personally. I'm not going, Oh, there's that G note I need to hit. Um, um, shape note singing is, is, is another technique that, that is designed to try to help you think about the gaps between the notes. We don't do that. Um, um, I think it's actually been studied and proven to not actually be helpful. So I, I, I think the don't tell that to the shape note singers because they'll they love it. Um, but um, but basically for me, it's it's about repetition and hearing it. You know, I hear the song once, and then and then following the notes really helps me to remember. You know, oh, this part goes up a little bit, this part goes down, and it just helps me stay on track on a song I'm not super familiar with. Um, or if I'm trying to figure out the harmony part, again, I can look at that to try to, to, try to find my way on it. But, um, but that's pitch. So when it goes up, so oh, the deep, oh, the, uh, it goes up. Uh, deep, deep love. Okay, so the, the line I'm singing, by the way, unless it, unless it designates otherwise, the, the melody, the part that we all sing, is the very highest set of notes. So I know it looks like just a jumble of notes on this page, but you've got the treble clef up top and the bass clef on the bottom, and the treble is the is the ladies' parts of the song, and the bass is the is the men's parts. So so high low right, unless otherwise specified, the tenor or excuse me the the melody of the song the the part that we all sing we all default to. Um, if we're not singing in parts, is going to be the very top one. It's the soprano line. So the sopranos, it's kind of like the violins in an orchestra. They always get the cool part. They always get the, they always get the kind of you know uh, melody. And then the che- you know the the violas and the cellos get get the kind of supporting stuff. Um, so it's the same way. It's because women are beautiful, and we want to you know we want them to want to glorify them. Um, so. So if you're not trying to sing the tenor part, then, then head there to the very top set of notes, and that's where you can follow along as you're singing to help remind yourself, of our, is this, does this part go up or down? Um, so that top set of notes. Um, the other thing that the notes 
um, indicate is, is duration. So how long you hold a note. You'll see that, that this first line, if we go across the top, has, it's got a, a number of interesting things. So it's got quarter notes. Um, so the duration is really just fractions. So you've got whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, uh, eighth notes, and you've got other, other subdivisions of that. Um, but, but if you look, like look at the, the bass and the tenor on the first line. For the first two stanzas, a stanza is, is a chunk that has a, a vertical line in it. So, oh, the deep, deep is the first stanza. You can see that, that line in the, in the measure, which is the set of lines. You can see the vertical line. That first stanza, all of those for the, for the tenor and the bass, all of those notes are quarter notes. So they just, they're just, a, they have a staff on them and they've got a, a filled in circle. So the tenor part is, oh, the deep, deep love of. So those first six notes are all, all, are all um, quarter notes. A half note, if you go all the way to the very end of that, that first line, on all parts, you've got a half note. And a half note is just, is just two quarter notes. So it's just fractions. So all it means is you're going to hold it for twice as long as a, as a quarter note. So oh, the deep, deep. And then when you get to the, the half note, you're going to hold it um, boundless free. You're going to do two, two quarter notes. So that's how you're, so tapping your, tapping your foot or, or slapping your thigh with the quarter note is helpful to kind of keep your, to help your, if you're confused about how long to hold something. Um, a eighth note, um, and this has a lot of triplets, which are, which are, which I was going to explain that while well, I jump to triplets. So a triplet is kind of a weird um, thing um, where you've got three quarter notes that you sing, you kind of divide in its own way. Um, and, and so, oh, the, so you do that, da, da, da. Um, how many, how many beats is that technically? It's one beat. One and a half. Is it one and a half? Yeah. We got a debate behind you. Triplets are supposed to be one. I think she's right about that. Oh, the D. Yeah, she's right. A triplet. Yeah, you're right. It looks like it's supposed to be one and a half, right? If we're doing it, because it's, it's three eighth notes, right? So it looks like it's supposed to be one and whatever. It's supposed to be three eighths of a, of a note. But it's actually, you take one note and divide it into three. So that's the only weird one. But you'll notice that. On this one, it puts that little three above the all of the triplets, and so that tells you not to sing that like three eighth notes, but to sing it as a triplet. So oh the deep deep. So we're hitting one two three oh the deep, but on the the we're giving we're doing three notes oh the deep deep, but it's still saying at that same time oh the deep deep. Um, another thing about triplets and about any time there's, there's a, it's, it's called a slur. You'll see, you'll see that on, on different pages. Like, like if you go to 417, you'll see a bunch of, of, uh, is that what's called the slur that ties the two notes together? The little arc across the top? The slur? Is that what it's called? The arc? Yes, we got a yes. Thank you. So that, that's just telling you you're singing you're singing the same, um, basically in the same breath, 
you're, you're bridging two notes. So we go back to O oh, the Deep, Deep Love. Um, that triplet, um, the, the difficult thing about a triplet is, is trying to make it sound like a triplet uh, versus you're going to be tempted to go, oh, the deep, deep. And that, and that loses the, the beauty of, of that triplet. Um, so, so one thing that, that maybe is a, a trick to incorporate when you're singing a song like this is to, is to add an H, uh, just kind of a little breath, almost an H on, on each of those notes. So instead of, oh, the deep, you can go, oh, the deep, deep. And you don't want to get you know, overkill on that or, 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 or it doesn't sound good either, but... Oh, the deep. And that's where, again, the diaphragm comes into play because you can give it a little, you can give it a little push on each of those three. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Um, so there's a, little, there's a little something about triplets. Um, and then a dotted note. So a dotted note is just another, it's another half of whatever that note is. So if you've got a, if you've got a whole note, um, a whole note is four beats, so a quarter note is a quarter, uh, a, a half is two quarters, and then a whole is four quarters. And if you were to add a dot to the end of a, of a whole note, you'd get basically five quarters. Six. Sure. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Um, yeah, so, so if you see a dot, you're, you're, throwing, you're throwing another half of, of whatever the the duration is on, on that note. So that's just a little bit um, about what the notes mean. I, I don't, ex you know, this isn't, this isn't obviously a, a, a there's not going to be a test. This is hopefully just something that, that you can kind of file away and, and remember as we're, as we're working through stuff. Okay, one other thing I was going to point out before we started singing um, is some tools that you could, you can add at home. If you're not a, a skilled sight reading uh, pianist or uh, or other um, play another instrument uh, some tools for kind of lay people like us so I, I've got an app on my phone called sing your part um, I think it was five dollars I don't even know who puts this thing out but they've taken the contus this this version and the old version and they might have some other ones in here now um, but but they've they've put in each of them, all four port, uh, parts for a ton of the the the, the contus. They haven't gotten their way through all seven hundred whatever, um, but they're they're adding to it, so it updates regularly. So I can go on this app and search contus Christi, and uh, let's see if oh the deep deep love is in here since that was the example we were giving. Doesn't look like it is. Um, so why don't we do? Oh no, it is. Um, so I just searched deep. I've got it pulled up here. It's got soprano, alto, tenor, bass, and tempo, so I can speed it up or slow it down if I'm trying to learn it. And it basically just plays through it once. So, like right now, I've got the soprano pulled all the way up, and I've got all the rest of them kind of pretty low, right? So when I hit play, I'll hold this up to my mic. So you mostly just hear the... the um, the soprano, which is the which is the um, the lead part, right, of the song. But then, if I want to learn the tenor, I can pull the tenor up, 
and maybe pull the soprano down a little bit and I'll hear the tenor part. And you can kind of, on the fly, turn the, I just turn the soprano back up. So when it's all up, it sounds like the piano sounds, right? This is what Eliana's playing on, when she's leading. But the nice thing is if you're a bass and you're trying to learn, oh, the deep, deep love, you might throw, you might throw the bass up there. So this is, I think, a really handy little tool. Um, if, you're, if we send out the email of what songs we're singing um, on a Sunday and, and one's not familiar to you, or you want to, I love to hear more people singing parts. I think parts, I think the beautiful thing about singing parts is um, it's, it's almost like um, somebody knew that human beings have different voices um, and can't, you know, don't all have voices that are designed to sing the exact same way. So, so it's really cool as a, as a man uh, to, for there to be a part that's lower than the lady's part but there's a, there's a part for guys like me that don't have a super deep voice, um, and it's the tenor line. So I can sing these, I've got a tenor voice, which means I've got a higher voice, I can hit higher notes, and I can't really hit super low notes. So there's a part in the song that's designed for, for me. Um, there's some of you guys who have deep voices, and you're going to find that you can actually sing the bass part, it's, and it's going to sound good, and it's going to feel good. Um, and it's going to actually enhance the song for all the rest of us if you're singing that part. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a trinitarian, I, I believe, a a, a a way to sort of reflect um, unity and diversity uh, in of humanity, um, and, and and this reflects God, um, who is also one in many. Um, and so I'd encourage you to get a get a, get something like sing your part. Another thing I do if you were to open the voice memos. On my phone, I do this all the time. Where I'll know the, I'll know the the melody, but I've I've never worked on the tenor, and so I'll grab a, I'll grab a. Yeah, this is embarrassing. No, this is this is me and the family singing. But I'll I'll, I'll grab like, I'll I'll grab my phone, and I'll just record the melody, and then I'll play back and sing and and try to pick figure out the tenor. I'll, you know, as I'm singing along, my, my family geeks at, uh, laughs at me uh, when I'm sitting over in the corner with my phone. And I'm, but anyway, it's a it's a handy tool if you don't have another way to do it. Uh, but seeing your parts great. I know uh, Canon Press also has a set of of CDs um, that we bought years ago that have maybe 20 songs on it, and they've got. Um, I think they set it up to where you. What's it called? Worship in harmony, and it's kind of cool because if you like put it in your car, that's kind of what they designed it for. If you put it in your car, if you put your fade, if you if you put everything balanced, it plays all four parts in all four speakers. But if you like, if you if you fade it to the left and the front, you get just the tenor, and you go you know. So and I've I've even seen um, as a demonstration, like when they came out with it, they took they took four speakers. And they put them in different parts of the room, and people could stand by their speaker and and hear their part. Um, so anyway, that's another that's another handy little tool. 
Um, we, we play those in the car. Bethany, you know, would grab them in the car and just play, you know, crank up the alto part so she could learn her part. Um, so great, there's all kinds of great tools out there. The biggest thing I'd say is just practice. Uh, there's really no substitute for, just like anything, there's really no substitute for practice. You're going to get better at singing if you practice. And if, if, if your only singing is once a week at church, um, that's, a, that's better. You're doing better than a lot of folks. But, um, but sing, sing at home, sing with your family, sing in the car, uh, sing in the shower. Uh, you know, pr- just, just use your voice. Um, and it'll it'll get more comfortable. It'll get you'll get more skillful at it. So um, that's my the, that's my lesson on uh, on music practical tips. So I thought what we do with the balance of our time, which is about what is it? Do we should I be done by ten fifteen? Okay, so we have fifteen minutes. I've got a big list here of songs that I that I'd like to to learn. Why don't we start with "Oh the Deep Deep Love of Jesus." My son Micah asks me every week, Dad, when are we going to start singing Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus? So this is, this is your day, Micah. Yeah, let's stand. Posture matters. So like I was saying earlier, um, there's all these triplets throughout this song. So, um, so if you can, try to you know, think about uh, singing those triplets and not necessarily just, just kind of rolling through them. Um, so I will, does everyone know, does everyone know the song? Okay. All right. I don't, I don't need to sing through it. We'll just, we'll just sing it. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, that's the boundless free, rolling as a mighty ocean,
question? Yes. Question. Yeah, I was going to open it up for questions. Sorry. So that's difficult, right? So I know that song. Yep. But I have no idea how it goes in the bass or tenor. Like I could read it. Yeah. But it's completely unfamiliar to me. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. unwire, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. And and I'm not great at this. Some people are at, at being able to pick up their part when the piano's playing. Um, so I'm not really good at that. I can't really. Typically, if I'm not familiar with the song and the part, I just can't hear it. Once I've learned it and practiced it a few times, uh, I, I, I can better. But I mean, the only real tip for that is is practice. Eventually, you just hardwired in there. Um, um, the other thing is is to you know, to, if at all possible, if, if if there's somebody in your family that sings the tenor, sit next to them. Like if you're lined over the bass. Sit next to them uh, in in choirs, and you divide up into your parts, and it makes it so much easier to, to sing your part when you're sitting next to some people that sing the part. So um, that's kind of hard to engineer on a Sunday morning, you know. Um, but that, that's why I'd say a tool like like sing your part, you just shove it in your ear, and you know while you're singing together and hear your part. Um, you, you know. The other thing you can do is, is stick a finger in here, uh, and you can actually hear your own voice in your head louder. So that's another thing. If, if, if it helps you keep your place, just stick a, stick a finger in your ear and you can kind of hear yourself. Well, I mean, if you put both in there, you can really hear yourself. So that's something I, I, I do sometimes. If I, if, I, if, I, if I know I know the part, but I'm not sure if I'm hitting it, I can you know put a finger in my ear and just kind of hear myself a little better. So I hope that helps. Any other questions about that song? Yeah. Well, actually, just kind of on yeah. that. Uh, I don't think that app's actually available on Android. Mm. Just let people know. It's okay. It's all right. And I think there's another one. I don't know if any of you guys know. Maybe one that's supposed to be for Android. I think they may be working on it, but I don't think okay. they're available yet. Somebody mentioned another one that's got a different name. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask around and see if I can find it. And maybe send an email out. Um, but I know there's another one. Okay. Um, why don't we sing? Yeah, these are all the same thing for us. Can we sign this in church? Psalm 124, page 239. So I'm kind of like, I've got, you know, 50 or 60 songs down here in my book that are songs I hope to eventually learn together with you guys. And this is, this is down here. If it's not familiar, I'll, I, can, I can sing through it real quick so you guys can just pick up the tune. Thank you. 
searching for him, but his love and gold, most surely were at over by the song. Christ be the Lord who has not their prayer, as from the Father's neck of earth
tune. If you've watched, um, Matt, is it Master and Commander, the one that's the, on the ship with Russell or whatever his name is? Um, yeah. Um, this tune is in there. It's all in. And um, Ralph on Williams, uh, he's not studying here, but I'm always studying the, 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 the harmonies about Ralph on Williams. Um, but Ralph on Williams did a whole symphony on this. Um, that's uh, themes on, or, on uh, anyway, it, he lives basically on this, and it's just gorgeous. But it's got this almost like Eastern vibe to it. Um, it's it's just really pretty. It's kind of uh, Eastern Arabian almost kind of vibe to it. Um, I'll sing through it once <clears throat> just so you guys can hear it because it's kind of weird, but it's really really cool. Lord my God, most earnestly, I seek your holy face within your house again to see the glories of your grace. Apart from you, I
All right, well, we're at the time limit. I've got another 15 songs on here, so I guess we're not going to get to all of these. But um, I hope that that was somewhat helpful, just kind of getting a little bit of a foundation on and tips and tricks for, for uh, your own singing at home. And um, let me know if you have any questions, if there's anything else I can help with. All right, we'll be dismissed, and then we'll get church going here in about 15 minutes. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh,